You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendez. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Before we dive into this game recap, wanted to quickly thank you guys so much for always making us your first daily listen and for officially crossing the 1,000 subscriber threshold on YouTube. But we got to get into this game. Like I mentioned, this is a game recap episode. We're going to dive into the good, the bad, the ugly for this game between the Los Angeles Rams, the Tennessee Titans. As I mentioned in the intro, the Rams lost this game and it was an ugly performance. It was probably the worst of the season. I think most people would say that that was the case. The Rams technically lost the game 28 to 16, but in reality, that was a 28 to nine beatdown. The Rams scored a touchdown in garbage time. And you guys know how we do garbage time around here. We don't really count that kind of stuff. So really they got smoked. I mean, they got beat down and now the Rams sit at seven and two. The Tennessee Titans also sit at seven and two. Luckily for the Rams, this was not an intra-conference game. The Rams in the NFC, the Titans in the AFC. So in reality, this game doesn't really mean that much in the grand scheme of things, but it would have been nice to have gotten to see a win, right, against a good team. But either way, we can dive into the good, the bad, the ugly. And I want to start with the good. There wasn't that much good. I mean, the defensive side of the ball, I thought, played a really solid game. Even though they allowed 28 points on the surface, that doesn't really look positive or good. But when you really start to think about it, one, the Titans score a pick six. So that's seven points that their defense scored, not their offense. That brings them down to 21. And then another touchdown that was scored where they had another interception that put them at the five-yard line. They only had to go five yards to score another touchdown. So in reality, the defense held them to basically like 14 points, right? And you look at some of the stat lines. I mean, Ryan Tannehill... 143 passing yards, a touchdown, an interception, which he threw to Jalen Ramsey. Their rushing attack. I mean, Adrian Peterson, 21 yards. Jeremy McNichols, 24 yards. Deontay Foreman, 29 yards. Really, in reality, these guys didn't do much at all offensively, and they didn't need to. That's a big shout-out to them. I mean, they found a different way to win a football game, and they'll happily take that W. They don't really care how it came. But in reality, the Rams really did a good job on defense. A.J. Brown, for example... 11 targets in this game only brings in five receptions for 42 yards. That's not that much for a guy who's been a top five receiver in the last three weeks. So, you know, you look at some of the defenders, Leonard Floyd picks up a sack in this game, Aaron Donald, a sack in this game as well. Jalen Ramsey, we mentioned he had his interception. He also had a huge tackle for loss. It was like a seven or eight yard loss on somewhat of a reverse. I don't even remember what it was. He continues to be just an outstanding player. The guy is so good, and it just continues to show up consistently. I mean, some of these other guys, Oboe, Karanko chips in with half a sack, Greg Gaines, half a sack, Dante Dion, another tackle for loss on a screen where he looked exactly like Jalen Ramsey earlier this season, where he would pounce on a screen to a receiver on the instant. I mean, that is what you call tape study. That's knowing exactly what's coming your way, and really, I think that's pretty much the only good that came out of this game. I mean, for the Rams, in reality, their offense, not that good. Maybe the one player that stood out there was Robert Woods. He had seven receptions on 10 targets for 98 receiving yards, which is good. But outside of him, there was not much. Cooper Cup, a lot of the work that he got was in garbage time, 11 receptions for 95 yards. And he's only the second player in NFL history 
or at least in the Super Bowl era, as they say, with 1,000-plus receiving yards and 10-plus receiving touchdowns in his first nine games for his team. The only other guy to do that, Jerry Rice, as we know, wide receiver one, the best of all time, the GOAT, and he did it back in 1990. So as you can tell, that's a pretty good accomplishment for not only Cooper Cup, but the Rams offense. And as I mentioned, though, to be honest, that was really the only positives that came from this game. They were not good. I mean, they just really were not good. Offensively, it was disgusting to watch. 12 penalties in this game. We're going to dive all into that in just a second here. But defensively, they had a good game. I really thought they stepped up across the board. There was some ticky-tacky type of calls that maybe made their performance look worse. You look at you know, a roughing the passer call against Aaron Donald late in the game. I think there was about five, five and a half, maybe six minutes left in the game. And it was on a third and 10. And Tannehill literally threw the ball away. He went out of bounds with the pass. And the Rams were supposed to come off the field. And they called it a roughing the passer. It was such a weak call, just a terrible call. The refs need to have better judgment in that time. And not just that, but at any point in the game, you cannot call that a roughing the passer. He hardly pushed him. And he was already in the act of going to push Tannehill while he was about to throw the football, barely knocked him over. I mean, it was just such a bad call. And you see a lot of those types of calls now. And I felt like in this game, they were very commonplace. Like I mentioned, 12 calls for the Rams on penalties. That is the most that they've ever had this season. And going into this game, ironically, they had the fewest penalties called against them this season. So it's kind of weird that all of a sudden this team just became undisciplined overnight Really don't have an explanation for that. I wish I did, but the only other thing that I can point to here that really was positive for the Rams, I mean, Matt Gay was good, three for three on his field goal attempts, one of one for his extra points. He had the long field goal of 54 yards, which was good. And J.J. Koski, this was a guy that the Rams brought up from their practice squad just last week in replacement of 2-2 Atwell, and he had one punt return, only one, and it was a seven-yard punt return, and I said this on Twitter it was probably their best punt return of the season. That is so embarrassing to say. A seven-yard return. And the reason I said it was the best was because the ball actually landed and started rolling backwards towards him. And the Rams are probably going to get down somewhere in the 15, maybe in the 10-yard line. Who knows how far that ball rolls. But Koski, being the smart player that he is, he runs to go pick it up, picks it up, saves it from going closer to the goal line, and ends up gaining seven yards on that play. So, wasn't exactly some explosive play. It wasn't a huge return. But at the end of the day, the reason why I called it the best was just because you've seen the IQ of the player on that play. And it really gives me hope that this guy can actually be a punt returner for the Rams moving forward. Not just one who's going to feel the ball every now and again, but can actually make some plays in the similar mold to a guy like Danny Amendola, who, you know, if you're a Rams fan and you've been one for a long time, you remember how he would return punts. He was good back there in terms of his hands, just being very smart, his IQ. When he wasn't going to go receive a punt, he would go block a gunner and not let them go get the ball. Just little things like that that a lot of punt returners don't do. But I think that's going to really help him separate in this kind of a role for the Rams. And we'll see ultimately how he can handle that role moving forward if he does get more of those touches. But in just a second here, we're going to dive into some of the bad and the ugly. And I promise you there was a lot. If you watch this game, you're definitely going to agree with me on that. You guys can always follow us on Twitter, as I mentioned, at QB's MEP, at Lockdown Rams, and on YouTube at Lockdown Rams. And if you missed this game, well, I feel pretty good for you. But if you don't want to, you should go check out Direct TV Stream. They're going to take care of you. It sounds like, you know, you've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another one that lets you stream your favorite shows, another one to watch sports highlights. You got to use this, you got to use that. Well, there's a way easier way to do it. You can get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. 
It is with DirecTV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no more buying 10 or 15 devices. And the best part, there is no annual contract involved here. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. And now we can pick up with some of the bad. And as I mentioned, it was a bad performance for the Rams in this game. 12 penalty calls for 115 yards worth of penalties is brutal. I mean, it is just bad. There's no other way to put it. You can't do it. You can't do it. 12 penalties is far too much, especially of the 15, 10, 12, you know, 20 player variety. Those are the ones that will just kill you. And the Rams had a lot of those. So that's first off the bat, right? You need to be way more disciplined moving forward. And I think that they can get right, right? This is the team, as I mentioned, they were the least penalized team going into this game. So Half of it is definitely on the Rams, but a little bit is certainly on the refs. I thought they were terrible in this game. Either way, it doesn't really matter. The Rams got their lunch money taken from them and punched in the mouth. But, I mean, the refs can be better. You move on to some of the other stuff here. Matthew Stafford has his worst performance with the Rams this season. No doubt about it. I mean, he threw the ball 48 times. That is just too much. It is way too much. Sean McVay needs to find a way to find some balance in this offense. You need to run the ball more. And you need to be more balanced in terms of how you go about the offense. They went five wide, literally damn near every single snap in the first half. And I mentioned it. Why do you continue to do it? Like you're getting beat snap after snap. Your offensive line is getting demolished up there, specifically the three interior guys, guards and center. And they just kept doing it. And Stafford's getting sacked. He's getting pressured. He's throwing interceptions. He's throwing other stupid interceptions where he's nearly getting sacked and just giving the Titans basically a free chance at a red zone attempt or a touchdown. And it was just a bad performance. And for whatever reason, McVay did not adjust until the second half. And that's when their offense finally started to get going, when they went under center and had some of those rollout plays to the left, to the right, similar to a lot like their offense last year with Jared Goff in that offense. So not your exciting offense. You know, I know that that's not the way that they want to go about it anymore, but if it's not working, you have to adjust. I would rather win a game 16 to 10 as opposed to get blasted the way they did. So that was not good. And ultimately, really, Stafford put together his worst game. And it sucks because he really had a chance, I thought, to start to distance himself in the MVP caliber talk here. And this was just a big step back alongside a lot of the other potential MVPs this season. The rushing game for the Rams, not good. I mean, Matthew Stafford, 13 yards. Robert Woods, six yards. Sony Michelle, seven attempts for 20 yards, 2.9 per carry. Daryl Henderson, 11 for 55, five yards per carry, which looks okay. But he just continues to lack some sort of juice. And I don't know why. I mentioned this weeks ago, I felt like, and a lot of people disagreed with me, but he just doesn't have that juice. This was a guy that scored a lot of long touchdowns in college. He had the most yards per carry his last season across the entire college football landscape. And he's not breaking any runs for the Rams ever. Not the whole season. Sometimes he's been good. You know, sometimes he's had a game like this where it hasn't been that great. But there's just no juice there. There's no burst. You look at the third and four call, I think it was, where he runs a crossing route. And he's open. I mean, he's got four or five yards on the DB. And Stafford puts it on him. And he gains two yards. The DB really caught up to him and tackled him short of the line again. And then the Rams go to fourth and two. They go trot their offense back out there on fourth and two. And they don't convert. So that's the kind of stuff there where you're in the open field. You need to make that guy miss or you need to turn it upfield and get some burst or acceleration to push you closer to that first down marker. 
couldn't do it. And I'm not really sure why he's lacking that sort of juice, that speed, that next second gear this season. He looks like he's a little bit heavy to me. I'm not 100% sure. Obviously, this is just kind of guessing work, but it's really just been apparent to me and it continues to be apparent here. So you move on to the receiving weapons. I mentioned some of the guys that stood out, but really there was not that much here. Van Jefferson pulls in three receptions of seven targets for 41 yards. He's got a drop over the top where he's hit on a post route. And if he catches the ball, it's maybe a 50, 60 yard gain. And the Rams are inside the 10 yard line. And this was a hard catch. So don't get it twisted. It wasn't like a pure bad drop. The DB made a good play on it. And Stafford had a free play. I think it was 12 men on the field on the defense. But Van Jefferson needs to bring it in. I mean, that's a huge explosive play on a day where your offense sucks. A 50-yard gain is completely invaluable to you in terms of how much it's going to help you on offense. So you just need to bring it in. Didn't have a bad game per se, but he didn't have his best game either. Tyler Higby, five receptions, 51 yards. Feels like his yards always just come out of random places. It's never really a big impact on the game. And outside of that, nobody did anything on offense. I mean, the offensive line, they were awful. They were really bad in this game. Matthew Stafford was pressured. It felt like every single dropback. He was sacked five times. Going into this game, the Rams only had eight sacks allowed on the season. Eight in eight games. And now he gets sacked five times in one game. And that was like a miracle. I mean, he probably could have been sacked eight, nine, maybe even ten times. Jeffrey Simmons, the defensive tackle for the Titans, He ran this game. Like, whatever he wanted to do, he was doing. I mean, this guy had three sacks, I think, in the first half. He was the reason they also had that interception, the first one where Stafford's kind of getting spun around and could have got a safety, and Stafford obviously threw it away. Instead, it was a pick, and the Titans got seven points off of it. This guy was wrecking the game for the Rams. He looked like Aaron Donald out there. The guy is such a good and special talent, and we knew that coming out of Mississippi State. Tears his ACL, and he still gets picked in the top 20. That should tell you how good of a player he is. Literally, Chris Jones reincarnated of the Kansas City Chiefs, for those that don't really know. And then some of the other guys, Danico Autry, another defensive tackle for them, just stepping up play after play. I think he might have batted two or three passes down, had maybe four or five pressures of his own. The interior trio for the Rams, they had their worst performance of the season. There was no doubt about it from left guard, David Edwards, center, Brian Allen to right guard, Austin Corbett, especially the first two, left guard and center, Edwards and Allen. They just couldn't hold up in pass pro. And I'm not really sure why, because they've been really good this season. The Titans obviously saw something that they liked. Maybe they just had this preferred matchup there. I'm not 100% certain, but they dictated this game entirely. And they 100% ruined this game for the Rams. They could not get anything going in terms of their passing offense, consistently falling behind on down and distances, behind the chains, couldn't move the football when Stafford had a guy open or was maybe starting to progress his reads, just couldn't wait. I mean, the defensive line was wreaking havoc in this game, and the Rams, ultimately, this is why they lost the game. It 100% all came down to that trench battle between the offensive line from the Rams, the defensive line of the Titans. And that defensive line was 100% ready to perform in this game. And they won the game. Bottom line, simple as that. There's no questions about it. That defensive line, they all need game balls because they are the reason the Titans won this game. And they're why the Rams could not get going on offense. And we're going to discuss more of that in just a second here. We're going to continue to dive in to some of the ugly in this contest. But before we get there, make sure to tune back in throughout the rest of this week. We're going to continue to break down everything on your Los Angeles Rams before we flip the page onto the Rams and the San Francisco 49ers getting into it on Monday Night Football. 
You guys have heard me discuss the Built Bar here many times. If you haven't tried it, you're certainly missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it doesn't taste like one. It actually tastes a lot like a candy bar, in my opinion. Most bars, I mean, they're chalky, they're waxy, they're hard to take down. A Built Bar is nothing like that. They're soft, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you actually know you're biting into something different. It's more of an experience and one that you're gonna enjoy. In fact, like I'm saying, this tastes more like a candy bar than it does an actual protein bar. I can hardly tell the difference. The texture is unlike any other protein bar I've ever had in my life. The Built Bars, they're also low in carbs, calories, low in fat, low in sugar, and they're high in protein. And they have all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious and a bunch of different flavors. And what's cool is Built is actually coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days this month. So make sure to go check their website often. You do not want to miss out on some of these flavors. All you have to do is just go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. And I'm a moron. I asked this question on Twitter. I said, I put money on the Rams money line, which means I picked the Rams to win in betting terms when they were already down at halftime. I think it was 21 to three or 21 to six at that point in time. And I asked people, am I king or am I a moron? And a lot of people said, you're a king, you're a king. And I'm a moron who lost. But if you guys want to get in on some of that action, go check out one of our sponsors, betonline.ag. They're back and they are better than ever. They have a new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all your basketball and football action this season. You can go head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus from football to basketball to baseball, the postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, and your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Make sure to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts and thank you guys so much for always making us your first daily listen here at Locked On Rams. For your second daily listen, go check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. They're going to break down every major NFL news story in under 30 minutes every day, entirely free wherever you get your podcasts. Now we can get into some of the ugly in this game. And I feel like I've already touched on some of these things a little bit. You look at the penalties. That is the very first thing the Rams need to clean up here. We mentioned it. The least penalized team going into this game. And they had 12 in this game. And some of them were just silly that they could avoid. I mean, calls that they didn't even need to get. You look at Jalen Ramsey. He gets an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty where he and A.J. Brown are kind of beaking at each other. He got another 15-yard penalty on the interception where he intercepts Ryan Tannehill in the first quarter. You lose 15 yards worth of space there. I mean, you just essentially basically making it harder on your offense to score. You know, you look at the kick return. Jameer Jones chops a guy at his knees on a block. He knows you can't do that, or I assume he knows that you can't do that. The defender gets up immediately. He's got his hands in the air. He's all pissed, and he knows that you can't do that. So if the defender knows you can't do it, the offensive player or the blocker should know too. And another 15 free yards there knocks you back in field position, makes it even harder for your offense. Once again, you look at some of those defensive plays again, roughing the passers, this and that. Obo Okoronko late in the game puts his hands right near Ryan Tannehill's face, neck area, and, you know, it's a not exactly a ticky-tacky call, but the league's soft. We know they're going to call that every time. 
15 yard penalty, free first down. And it was just continuous. You know, this is so frustrating to see these types of things continuously coming up for the Rams, especially in this game. And this game was really tough with it because it felt like they had a chance. You know, it felt like they had a chance to actually do something. And every time they'd get into third and eight or third and 10 or third and 12, they would let this team convert, right? The Titans would find a way to convert or it would be a penalty and they would convert. And I said it on Twitter. I don't know how the Rams continue to get these teams in third and extremely long, but it kind of feels crazy for me to say that I have zero faith that they're going to get off the field in those situations. And I don't know how, I mean, I don't know if it's a schematic thing. I don't know if Raheem Morris is getting too antsy with the blitz calls. I don't know if he's getting too soft in the coverage calls a little bit of both. I mean, you look at third and 11, they start to go all out blitz and their corners are 10 yards off. And I mean, it's an easy completion and all the receiver has to do is break one tackle, which they're going to do nine times out of 10 and they have a conversion. And we saw it in this game. You've seen Julio Jones do it to Darius Williams. You've seen, I think it was Julio Jones do it again to another guy on another instance. And I think even Adrian Brown did it on one instance. So it's just frustrating. I mean, you're doing all the right things, getting these teams in the third and long, and then you just let them convert where it should be a very low conversion percentage on those types of down and distances. I mean, we're talking, you know, 15%, maybe 20%, but it feels like for the Rams, it's somewhere in like that 50% range where it's just way too much. And half of you says the defense is good, right? For getting them in these situations. But then the other half says, well, you got to complete the job. You got to get off the field. And they struggled in this one. And in this game against Ryan Tannehill, which is a little bit weird, but even for a team that was not productive, Ryan Tannehill didn't even have 150 passing yards. They still found a way to convert those down in distances. And then, you know, again, the offensive line, they are going to get a pass from me. I mean, they've been great all season. They've been tremendous. They've been arguably the best offensive line in football. I mentioned that they're a top three line pretty much all season and they got dominated in this game. It happens. It happens to everyone. And I'm not really concerned just yet. Now, if we talk about the next two or three games where they look like this, if they do have those kind of performances again and again, then there might be a discussion to be had. But as of right now, you know, they just kind of got their lunch money stolen. Don't really know how they all just happen to have bad games in the same game. You know, you look at Andrew Whitworth even has his first holding call this season. It's a little bit ticky tacky again, but you know, either way they called it. It's not that big of a deal, but just in general, the offensive line just needs to play better moving forward. Now, some of the players that I thought actually had decent games that I kind of want to just single out here and some of the other little nuances that I picked up cornerback. The Rams had a weird rotation going on there where it felt like I think on every first down, they had Robert Rochelle out there with Jalen Ramsey. And then on every second and third down, they took Rochelle off the field and then they would trot out Darius Williams and Dante Dion. And it was super strange because I'm trying to get a feel for what they're going to do at cornerback, but I feel like they don't even know what they're going to do at cornerback. You know, right now it's like you have Dante Dion on the boundary with Darius Williams one snap and Jalen Ramsey in the slot. And then the next snap, Robert Rochelle's out there with Jalen Ramsey and neither of the other two guys are out there. So I'm not really sure. I think they're still trying to figure out what's their best usage in terms of their top trio. But at the same time, Darius Williams, this is his first game back from injury. So maybe they just don't want him to play all the snaps to kind of want to ease him back in. I'm going to assume. So that was potentially the case there. And of course we know Von Miller did not play in this game. He was inactive. So we got to see, If he's going to be able to go next week, hopefully he is. The Rams are going to play on Monday Night Football, which gives him an extra day on top of that week already to recover and get prepared for a Monday Night Football contest against the divisional rival San Francisco 49ers. And then some of the other things. I mean, Troy Reader with one of the biggest clean hits I've ever seen in my life 
on a receiver running a crosser across the middle of the field, blasted him, just cranked him in the back. And Chester Rogers, man, I hope he's okay. He looked like he got banged up. I don't know if he returned to the game, uh, but it was a huge, huge hit. It was a dangerous one. Luckily, though, I think he was okay. So that is decent news there. And some of the other guys that really stood out, in my opinion, Jordan Fuller probably had his best game this season. Two pass breakups, both of which were on A.J. Brown. One was beautiful where they're kind of running an outbreaking route together. And then I think it was exactly the next play or maybe the next few plays there where he does it again against A.J. Brown on third and five or third and six. Just a great performance from him. I mean, like I said, I think this was his best performance of the season. Greg Gaines finds a way to step up. Sebastian Joseph Day tears his pack. He's basically going to be out for an extended period of time, potentially the whole season. And now it's Greg Gaines time, Ashawn Robinson time. And I really thought both guys were active in this game, but especially Greg Gaines. He chips in his half sack. He's got three tackles for loss and he's the main nose tackle, the big body, the main component really of run stopping. And the Rams were great at stopping the run in this game. Like we talked about really across the board for the Titans, they were averaging two, two and a half, three yards per carry there. So Can't really ask for much more out of your run defense. And then, you know, you look at other guys. Dante Dion, I thought, had a good contest in this one. Ernest Jones continues to look pretty decent. He did give up a touchdown, I think, in the red zone there right after that Stafford interception. But, I mean, it's really tough on a rookie there, especially when you're just so close and combined there in the red zone. And then the weird play with Leonard Floyd. He's been having a great season, great player. Super excited to see him continue this moving forward. But on the fourth down call, against the Rams Ryan Tannehill runs the bootleg out to the right where he scores a touchdown Leonard Floyd I don't know what he was looking at but Aaron Donald was literally following Ryan Tannehill he had it sniffed out and I was 100% certain he's going to tackle Tannehill short of a touchdown on fourth and goal and it would have been a huge momentum swing and obviously a seven point swing as a stop on the goal line there but Leonard Floyd just ran right into him and blasted Aaron Donald knocked him off his feet Both guys got knocked off their feet, and it was like a block. It was essentially a backside block, and it allowed Ryan Tannehill a free journey into the end zone. So that was kind of funny, but at the same time, just a little bit depressing because you know the Rams should have had it stopped, and Aaron Donald is so good that he was going to have it stopped. So, you know, it sucks to see a great play really just being flushed down the toilet over nothing. And it's unfortunate because we don't know what Leonard Floyd was looking at or how it even happened, but it was that kind of a day for the Rams. Everything that could have went wrong, went wrong. Matthew Stafford even got banged up at one point. His ankle kind of rolled up on him and he ultimately still came back and finished the game, which is good news. It probably meant that he wasn't really hurt, but these are just little things that continue to compound over the season, little injuries, mistakes here and there, turnovers, everything that went wrong in this game was just a backbreaker for the Rams. Everything that could possibly go wrong did go wrong. And I'm just going to chalk it up to one of those one-off weird performances. Ultimately, we're going to see how the Rams can respawn next week on Monday Night Football. They're going to have a big chance to do it against an intra-conference and divisional rival in the San Francisco 49ers. The Rams dropped to 7-2. and The Titans improved to 7-2. and Still both very good football teams, but now there's a lot more question marks. Is Stafford going to be good enough to win MVP? Are the Rams going to have a shot at the number one seed? We're going to find out the answers to all of these questions in the next few weeks, I'm sure. So make sure to keep tuning back in here at the Locked on Rams podcast throughout the rest of this week. We're going to continue breaking down this game in depth and then moving forward into that Rams and 49ers contest. You do not want to miss that. Just a reminder, you guys can come connect with us on Twitter at QB's MEP at Locked on Rams and on YouTube at Locked on Rams. And please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.